This is professional wrestling legend, downtown Bruno. Hi, this is Sassy Seppi. Hi, this is Leva Bates. This is Dustin Five Star. And Maria. And you're listening to... And you are listening... And And you're you're listening listening to to the Oversell Podcast. It is episode 27, and we are talking Hell in a Cell, and also talking to the man behind Memphis Wildfire Wrestling, Kevin Lawler. Stick around. This is the Oversell Podcast! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Oversell Podcast. My name is Derek. I'm Dan. Hi, I'm Mike. And we are here to talk a little professional wrestling. Thank you for downloading and subscribing. Thank you for following us on Twitter. We are at Oversell Podcast. I am at Tropenuts, S-C-H-R-O-E-P-N-U-T-S. I am at One Dangerous Dan. At WolfMike23. And before we get our, into our Hell of a Cell talk, let me talk a little bit about our sponsor, Amazon.com. Uh, people shop... Every day on Amazon.com. Why don't you help us out? Head over to OversellPodcast.com and click on the Amazon link right there below the main player. There's no extra fees, no hidden fees, nothing like that. It's just we get a small kickback on anything that's sold through that Amazon link. I mean, I shop at Amazon a lot. You guys? Oh, yeah. The holidays are coming up. Yeah, exactly. Help us out. You'll be helping out this podcast, and just head over to OversellPodcast.com and check out the Amazon link. Gentlemen, this Sunday is Hell in a Cell. Uh, you know, the, there have been better build-ups for pay-per-views. Yeah, you know, again, we're still in the holding pattern for Survivor Series. That's all this is. This is just the holding pattern for Survivor well, Series. Well, then what's the excuse for the rest of the year? Nothing ma- nothing major <laughs> league is going to change, you know. Not at this well, there, point in the year. There so. is a major league change, actually. Uh, Tyler Breeze is making his debut tonight. Tonight. I'm, yes. And yes. I, I got it from what I've read. I haven't. We, we're recording now. We can't really watch SmackDown while we record. Um, from what I've read, he's coming up. As Summer Ray's new boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't s- like it. Yeah. Well, no, I, I like it, um, you know, because it, it gets him up there, you know. Once he gets there, it's his job to maintain or maintain that spot and everything. But whatever gets him there gets him there, in my opinion, you know. And I like the way they were dressed when I saw the picture of what they were wearing and everything I like because they kind of complimented each other you know he, as far as he'd better have the same entrance phone selfie stick the thing playing on the background they, yeah that that is the coolest entrance ever I love it's, the, it's en- cool the entrance, entrance and everything like and you know honest to god one of the nicest guys I've I've met backstage because uh I had an in with him because uh Nichols was good friends with him uh Knuckles Madsen in NXT was good friends with him um and so I had an end with him. I said, "Hey, you know Knuckles Madsen?" Like, hey, oh yeah, you're Dan. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, let's get to Hell in a Cell. First, th- there was another new face. Who's that? James Storm. Yeah. Oh yes, James Storm. That I was haven't big had news. a chance to watch that. Was that dude. Yet, Huge but, news. And it's um, funny because because of how far behind you know TNA is with their recordings and yeah. all. 
he's still on TNA mm-hmm. when you watch so every week. He's pulling another Rick Rude. Yeah. Yep. Tampa Tomaso Kiampa. Yep. Did it now? Tomaso James Storm. And James Storm's doing it. Josh McClain did it because he was on KO Radio. Yeah. And Oversell <laughs> Podcast the same day. <laughs> well, thank you again for that, Josh. That was Freaking awesome. Josh Rick Rudeness. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> the ravishing one. And I'm not talking about Rick Rude. I'm talking about Josh McClain. Oh yeah. <laughs> well let's get to hell in a cell um starting on i think on the pre-show is there a six-man tag as of right now yes thank god they dean ambrose was slated to be on the pre-show and that would have been a huge mistake because i think this time last year he was headlining hell in a cell with seth rollins and now he's relegated to the pre-show but not this year uh mike you got the card there yes i do and right now on the pre-show, it is the six-man tag. Ziggler, Cesaro, and Neville versus Rusev, Sheamus, and Bad News Barrett. All right, so mid-Carter City. Yes. <laughs> All right. Guys that Vince thinks are boring, yeah. even though these are some of the most exciting guys going right now. Yeah, I, l- I like every one of those guys, you know? And I, it's certainly not a... I'm certainly not insulting them by calling them mid-Carters and all. No, just, no, you no, know, no, no, no. They're, yeah. they're workhorses, you know? Yeah. And they'll make that match, you know, probably better than the whole pay-per-view. <laughs> My buddy Fred over at the Kayfabe Connection podcast sent me a funny picture, and it's Vince McMahon, and it's kind of a cartoon, and he says, So, team, who do I give a lengthy title run in 2016? One exec says Sheamus. The next one says John Cena. And then there's a picture, and they photoshopped Paul Heyman's head on one of the executives' body. Mm-hmm. And over above him, it's a picture of Cesaro, and then it has Vince McMahon giving Paul Heyman a look and throwing him out the window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. C- Cesaro is so much better than what he has going for him right now. Yeah, yeah, he is. I mean, this is the guy that won- was supposed to be the next big deal when he won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. And it, that yeah. whole push. He hasn't gotten injured. He's not injury prone. The man is a freaking stallion when it comes to strength and endurance and everything. He's fit as, like, all get out. And for some reason, the company won't get behind him. Well, mm. it's a shame. Yeah, it and, is. And, it, and it goes the same for the other two guys on his team in this match. You have Dolph Ziggler, who's the push work, after he is push the, after push, and then is, it just He's part of the back right out from underneath him. Yeah. As far as wrestling goes, he's one of the backbones of that company. Yeah. And who's their who's their partner? Um, Neville. 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 Okay. Another guy that should should be. He's an upstart right now. Yeah. This is his first year on the main roster. So you know. And you got your money. They're developing that. You know. You got your Mister Money in the Bank in this match, which probably dooms the team that he's he is on. Yeah. Possibly. (laughs) With Rusev. I don't know. They seem to be taking a different approach with Sheamus. They want to actually make him a physical threat, you know. Yeah. I, and I like that team. I, I like it. I, I'd really like to see them stick with these three together and make some sort of, you know, small stable with with a them foreign, during, you know, like a, f- a foreign legion. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. Um, George in the chat room calls this the WTF? Do we do with these guys match? Yeah, <laughs> we we're just with you. Uh, my pre- there, <laughs> go ahead. There's only one American in this match. Yeah, and it's funny they had this match on Raw this week already, and as soon as Ziggler got in the ring, they started chanting USA with only one <laughs> American in the match. Well, technically, there's two if you count Rusev, but <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> what do you you mean he's not Bulgarian? No. You're killing me. Uh, I swear. You, you know. remember when um they brought in that like that dignitary, I think, with Rusev when he was still doing with Lana and the guy kept like kinda <laughs> he couldn't hold on to the accent. He, he kept losing <laughs> his <laughs> accent? No. Oh. I don't remember it, but it sounds it sounds like something they do. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like his Brooklyn accent came out when he's talking to I tell you, my brother, we're going to go down and... Oh, oh, wait, wait. Oh, no. Uh, whoops. <laughs> but, uh, but not as bad when Kofi lost his accent, right? Yeah, well, it just disappeared overnight. <laughs> Aren't you Jamaican? <laughs> <laughs> hey, and what's crazy is Kofi's in, like, a great spot right now, yeah, too. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, I know. Uh, predictions for the match, Mike? Nah, I don't care. Uh, you were George then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... It does, it's an opener. It's got to set the tone for the pay per view. Yeah. So they gotta they gotta get the crowd up. The faces are gonna win this one. So. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I love so many people in this match, but again, it's just they threw them together just so they'd be on the card. Yeah, you know what? Why not just go ahead and throw a shield reunion at the beginning of the card too with this? Yeah, just kidding. They did that the other yeah, night. Yeah, that, that now that was pretty cool when <laughs> Seth Rollins stepped up. I kind of marked out a little bit, yeah. like, oh yeah. Mm. <laughs> Next match on the card, Mike. All right, we'll go with uh, the U.S. Open right, Challenge. Let's, let, let's get to that one later. Okay, fine. You want, Don't uh, tell me what to do. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, well, jeez. It's, it's, <laughs> like, what's the next match? <laughs> no, not that one. George said, I care about who wins in that first match as much as John, as Vince does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Is it okay to do yes, you get, Kevin yes, Owens yes, and yes. Ryback? Okay. <laughs> Okay. It's fine. Have to ask permission I, I, for each you. one now. Well, because I, 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 I also want to predict who's going to be in the match. Okay. And then, okay. Yeah. And it's John Cena, so you know it's going to be later on in the card. Okay. Or, or you know what? Knowing the WWE, they could put him on. They could fl- put him, flip him first. But so uh, have a longer time off. Yeah. Do we re- do we care about Ryback? I still like Ryback. I like Ryback. But this feud, it, it had so much more potential. But they're not doing anything with it, really. Right. No. Three hours. Of television programming, you can't give more on the on a Owens and Ryback story for the Intercontinental title. For, for the Intercontinental yeah, title, yeah. I mean that's the main thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm I love that Kevin Owens has a title now. Granted, last week I forgot he did. <laughs> yeah, but we had to remind you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Sorry, you're such a Kevin Owens fan. <laughs> I I like Kevin Owens. I know um, he's a very emotional guy. Yeah, uh, and you just completely forgot the, yeah. the Intercontinental title. Yeah. Kevin, if you're listening, I do apologize. Yeah. That's just <laughs> but, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it it sucks that on three hours of programming, we're not getting more stories. Yeah. I mean... It does. But at the same time, we are getting so many segments. We're getting bombarded with so many segments to set up matches later on the same daggum show. And we're being told the whole time a, with commentary, too. I would, I, would, I would go with a Raw where, like, you come out at the front of the show and you go, all right, here's the matches for tonight. Boom, 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 boom. We ain't got to set up shit. <laughs> No. <laughs> now here's the matches. Yeah. Well, you know? well, you, Here here's, is the match. Well, there's, there's another way you could do it. You know, they always go on 10 minutes before Raw comes on and shows like the arena getting started or getting fired up and yelling and screaming and stuff. Why not post, here's what we have on tap tonight, and it just shows a quick match card. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah. And then come out and maybe open up with a match and not 30 not minutes. 30-minute promo of... I, I, li- I like the opening this week, though. Corporate Kane. Well, what does that say for the WWE right now that they have to bring in Stone Cold and The Undertaker in the first eight minutes of the show? And Lesnar. That means Brock Lesnar is very important to them. 
because they do this on like every and Brock Lesnar match. They have a little forum. What's the problem with that? They're not making new stars. Yeah. But they're drawing money, and that's all they care well, about right now. Well, the, the, the whole thing behind Brock Lesnar is they've got to get their money back from him. Yeah. They've spent a lot of money, you know, and getting, get that. getting get Brock Lesnar. They want to get their money back out of him. You and know? I get that. Brock Lesnar is a draw. Yeah. I'm, I'm not taking that away from him. It's mm-hmm. just like, you know, I think this Raw was even lower than last week's Raw. Wow. I mean, it's it's not – it didn't help ratings. Well, the football thing's kind of killing it, too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe that. I believe if they put on an exciting product, like during the Monday Night War days, I bet you more people were watching professional wrestling than they were watching Monday Night Football. Well, yeah. there's also two shows on. Well, yeah. and, be, and those both and both those shows during that run were fucking amazing. Yeah, and you know, but it was because of competition. There is and, no well, competition that, and that's now. that's the damn straight. That's why I yeah. hope like this company that Jeff Jarrett's doing right now, Global Force. Yeah. Slowly and surely, I would love to see that company build up to where, you know, maybe at first you started off on like a Thursday night to kind of compete with SmackDown mm-hmm. or NXT, man. That's such a monster. Like just going against it almost seems like a bad idea. You know, if you put if you put NXT on national TV, nothing would touch it. No, mm. I agree. It would. The well, ratings now, for NXT now, would outdo Raw. Oh, yeah, yeah, and no doubt. I, and let's get back. Oh, yeah, yeah, man, we I gotta got to get back to the. Hell let's get back to the card. We gotta get back to the car. We're getting sidetracked. Kev- Kevin Owens <laughs> for me. I'm going to take him. <laughs> yeah, as the winner of the match. We'll go back to this at the end of the show after we talk to our guest tonight, Kevin Lawler. Yeah, all right. Son of Jerry Lawler. What's next? WWE Hall of Famer. All right, uh, tag team championship again. New Day, Dudley Boys. The, I'm excited for this match. Just because I don't think this angle's gotten old because I love the anti-preaching of tables. The promo. <laughs> yeah. Did you see the promo Bubba Ray Dudley call, uh, did after um, Raw? I don't know why the hell they didn't do this on air, but it, it was a badass promo Bubba Ray did mm-hmm. talking about Xavier Woods is no more. Mm-hmm. And the way he said it, the delivery was great. It's like, you put this on your app. This is something you put on the television because it was an interview. Yeah. It was badass. Mm-hmm. It ma- it got the Dudleys over as a threat. Um it made new uh new day um bigger heels. Mm-hmm. I mean it, it was the perfect promo but yet, you know, they, you had to get on the app to see it. I forget new day didn't they have a six man tag at the end of the night or for for the main event of Raw like 2 weeks ago or something like that? I think they're involved with it. What, but yeah. And it I, I can't get enough. They're getting day. over. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. They're getting over with the company, well, and they're getting and over with uh, with people. Uh, my buddy George would love this. Um, Big E said the other day in I an interview, that. if he could bring one person into the one more person into the new day, it would be Sasha Banks. Oh, nice. And that would be incredible. Yeah. Oh my god. She has so much chemistry with those guys, which you can tell by all the um, stuff they do on social media. Yeah, yeah. Instagram, yeah. yeah. But this match, I'm extremely excited for. It's probably mm-hmm. going to be one of the better matches on the card. I mean, the Dudleys, by WrestleMania of next year, they will have been a tag team together for, I think, 20 years. Wow. I'm still surprised this match didn't have, like, another stipulation added to it. Like, I'm surprised that we haven't gotten to the tables match yet. It's. I think it's coming. Uh, it, Survivor Series. Maybe a TLC match. <laughs> See, I really figured it would be at this one because it's Hell in a Cell. 
George right. said Vince can't handle that level of awesomeness. <laughs> <laughs> we could, and you know, Vince is too short-sighted to see how good of a thing it would be if they, in fact, did that. Uh, my prediction for the match, uh, I have the Dudleys winning. I don't think this feud's done. I think New Day is going to take it again. I don't think the Dudleys are going to get it until they get some sort of stipulation match. Okay. Yeah, that's smart. I think um I think you know they they've put this uh, this put this angle in the forefront, you know. And it's time for the Dudleys to win a match and get over on them at least one time. Mm-hmm. You know. I could see New Day winning <laughs> them back at Survivor Series in a stick. Yeah, yeah. But Which, uh, I'll say I'll say Dudley Boys. I was listening to the Dudley Boys on Chris Jericho's podcast. Um, did you know that only two people have kicked out of um, the three D over twenty years? They've protected that finisher so well mm-hmm. that only two people have kicked out of it. And like he said, they had in a meeting one time, and they're doing something with the NWO. I guess it's when the NWO came back to the WWE, right? And Scott Hall came in and is like, "Oh, yo, yo, we're gonna do this, blah, blah, blah." You do the 3D kick out at two, and Bubba said he put his hands up to his head like, no, <laughs> like kind of like uh, the Big Dane did on um, on uh, Pimp My Ride. Do you remember that? <laughs> That's what yeah. he did, the Big Dane. <laughs> Next match, uh, Divas title match, Charlotte Nikki. Charlotte's gonna win. Um, I'm ready for Nikki to be out of the title hunt. Uh, it's she won't be. And why is that? Unless she takes some time off with John Cena. She'll uh, still be Please, up there. Nikki, your husband needs you on this break. <laughs> please, go. Yeah, whatever. Bree, Daniel Bryant needs you. We're, in not what that, we're not that lucky. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and it just sucks because they have so much talent that could be going after that title. Yep. Um, oh, they'll probably still go after the title, but Nikki's still going to be involved in it. <sighs> she, just, she just needs to go away. <clears throat> She's, I'm just, I'm over Nikki Bella. I'm just over her. So is the rest of the world. <laughs> <laughs> but Alicia Fox is in a very great place. Oh my God, she yeah. She got teamed up with she, the Bellas. She's, <laughs> yeah, she gets, she's got a great. I got a paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she gets TV time every week now. Yeah, like. She actually most, gets matches. Yeah. Isn't that the most random of Perry's is when they started this thing? Yeah. Was, all of a sudden, hey, Alicia Fox is coming out with the Bellas. What the? Yep. Yeah. Fuck you, total divas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Predictions for the match. Charlotte. I'd take Charlotte. Charlotte. They're not going to give it back to Nikki. Yeah. Charlotte. There's, right. a, there's an ongoing program there where Paige is lurking around in the shadows, too, you know. So. Yeah. So we uh, let's go Roman Reigns and Bray Wyatt. Is that what I see next? Yeah. Yeah. In Hell in a Cell. One of the two Hell in a Cell matches. Like, you know, that's another thing. If they're going to call it Hell in a Cell, why not just make all the matches Hell in a Cell? Th- that's one thing that TNA actually does. When they do their six sides of steel every, every match. match. Yeah, is, that lockdown. That's yeah. probably lockdown why they... pay-per-view, yeah. yeah. That's probably why they don't do it, because they don't want to be seen as copying something TNA may be doing, okay. I guess. They, well, they did it back in the day when you had a Survivor Series pay-per-view. Every, every, yeah. every match was Survivor, Survivor Series, yeah. you know? Yeah. Now, now it's, you know, you're lucky if you get one. I mean, not, you know, not that it... It, it would add something to the match if maybe Charlotte and Nikki were in a Hell in a Cell. I mean, we've never seen a women's Hell in a Cell match before. <laughs> yeah, but they're not going to do that. No. I know, and it's a That's shame. That's the match I was thinking the Dudleys and New Day were going to have. You know. Yeah, that'd be another great one for a Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Those five guys, you know, and 
Like maybe like Xavier's cut off from the other two if he's even there, and somehow he sneaks into the cage. Oh, he, and, you know he'd sneak in. Yeah, yeah, with bolt clippers <laughs> or something like that, or you'd have um, him hidden in the trombone. Yeah, <laughs> <See>? <laughs> <laughs> I love that trombone, man. <laughs> that, well, it didn't isn't it busted now? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we like the uh, trombone. You can have more than one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know I if th- he I think has they're over enough to where they can get another yeah. one. I don't know if he has enough time on his hands to go even pick out a new trombone with uh. as busy as Xavier Woods is. <laughs> have y'all watched Up Up Down Down? No, nah, I still haven't. No, no, it's pr- it's really good. Wait, you've watched Emma's cooking show, but you haven't watched Up Up Down Down. Nope. <laughs> what was on Emma? Yeah. Bray Wyatt. I haven't Roman. watched it this week. All right. Okay. <laughs> Bray Wyatt and Roman Reigns. <laughs> um, this feud's been interesting. Like it was weird though that like. Um, I turned my head from Raw for a couple of minutes, and I turned back, and I'm watching. I'm like, what the hell? Eric Rowan is back? Yeah. I mean. And Luke Harper wasn't there. Yeah. They need all. Wouldn't it be great to have all four of these monsters together at the same time? I'm sure they will. I, Luke, think, I, I read, I think Luke Harper just was off for personal reasons. Yeah, he had a family issue this <laughs> week and needed to go home. And then Eric was Eric was already ready to come back from uh, injury. injury. Yeah, right. So he they threw him in at the last second, you know. And he, I think, he, I think the end game was for him to be back anyway, eventually. Yeah. So. Well, going back quickly to Charlotte and Nikki. George said in the chat room says, "Nikki in any match is hell with or without a cell." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are in hell yeah. when we watch a Nikki Bella Thanks. match. But I think this match is going to be a great physical matchup. These guys are going to beat the hell out of each other, mm-hmm. just like they do any other time they've had a match, but. You know, it's matchups like this. It's it's still somewhat fresh. They haven't really. It's not Randy Orton and Sheamus. Yeah, they yeah. need. I think this needs to be the last match these two have together for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, let them both of them move on to other things. Like maybe uh, if Ryback somehow beats Kevin Owens and wins back the Intercontinental Title, mm-hmm. Bray getting involved in that match, Bray getting involved in a feud with him for the Intercontinental Title would be good. Yeah. Um, yeah, but they just did that over the summer. That one. I think this. I think we're going to see this go to all the way to Survivor Series because this would probably be if they were going to have a Survivor Series match. This would be the match that they make the Survivor Series match. Oh yeah, yeah. So. And I, where I could see something with like him and Dean Ambrose, mm-hmm. a couple other guys against the Wyatt family. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my winner. Oh, I don't want to pick this match. I don't. Mike, pick yours. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah, I do think it's still going to go on, but how do they how do they make it go on after this? You know, usually Hell in a Cell is the blow off. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. that's the end of it all. But could would, it, could it be Luke Harper coming back? Possibly in the interference because I'm thinking you know because apparently now they're not having that tag match, the one that Dean Ambrose you know is going to be well, Ambrose and Orton because Orton got hurt, right? Against Harper and uh, Strowman. Strowman, yeah. So I'm I thinking. Saw, I saw where Orton was out. He he's he hurt his shoulder. He hurt his shoulder again. Yeah, they okay. said dislocated. I think they've been punching the ground again before the RKO. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but be, because that match isn't happening, you you have to expect that some of those guys are going to get involved in this match now. Yeah. Uh man, no. I'm going to say no contest. Um. Yeah. No contest or the or the Wyatts go over is yeah. what I'll say. Okay. Yeah, I'm thinking the Wyatts. This, this gonna is go. going to keep going. This is going to keep going. This is this is something to keep uh, Roman Reigns going and get get the crowd behind him. 
you know. And it, they they've been working uh, Braun Strowman over pretty good. Yeah, they're making him. Oh yeah, you know, it's, it, it's what they should have been do- doing with Bray Wyatt. They're making him a legit monster. Yeah, he's yeah. no selling. I, I, and I don't mean that in a negative way. No selling. He's mm-hmm. that's just that's what this character right. should be doing, oh, kind of yeah. like yeah. the Undertaker. Yeah, and it's it's they're making it to where you know. Reigns has to whittle him down to get him right to, to get him chop, off his feet wood. or anything. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. exactly. So yeah, Mike, oh, they'll keep they'll keep it going and and it'll be either no contest, you know, because they lose control of the match or Wyatt's go over. Mike, no, I'm thinking the Wyatts. Yeah, they're, they're going to okay. take it. All right, uh, this brings us to John Cena and a mystery opponent. Who is going to answer John Cena's challenge? Hmm. Now, I read one rumor. What was that rumor? Tyler Breeze. Now, there, that that concerns me because I was talking about this with George the other day. And he said, like, how is it going to – it could be a mistake having Tyler Breeze come in and instantly go over on Cena because he could go flat really quick off that. Well, they pulled the trigger with him already for a debut on SmackDown. Yeah. Um. So I'm not totally sure it would be Tyler Breeze. I'm thinking Baron Corbin. Yeah, that would be so cool. Or <laughs> Samoa Joe. That'd be another good one. Balor. Balor's still NXT champion. I'm I'm not exact. I don't so? think uh, NXT champions. I don't come I don't up. think they're all four NXT champion holding the Intercontinental title at the same time. Uh, Kevin Owens should have already done it anyway. Yeah, or should have been. Um, George brings in the chat room brings up a good one. Ambrose, we don't know what he's doing now. That's true. Mm. And, and and it'd be his second run as U.S. champ. Yep. Man, this is a tricky one. Trying to think of any, I can't think of anyone NXT unless they put the fast track on Apollo Nation. Yeah. Uh. I don't think they'll do that though. They want to get him over in NXT. And, well, and, and you know he's too much. He is. He wants. They, I think they want him over as a face anyway. Yeah, it'd been great if they would have done it with James Storm. Like if they hadn't have brought him to NXT and they just had him come in. You know, the oh, Cowboy God, James he walks Storm out. He walks out as the Cowboy James Storm. Yeah, that would be awesome. But I, yeah. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm going to say I gotta say it's Ambrose. He's just—he's not doing anything. He may get involved in that match. The Wyatts can't be sure. I mean, I'm sure if the other ones jump him, he's going to run in and help out Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. But I'm picking Dean Ambrose, and Dean Ambrose goes over and wins the U.S. title. I'm thinking whoever it is is going to win. Yeah, I think they're actually going to yeah, take yeah. the title off of him okay. so he can have some time well, off. But. And you won't—you probably won't see Cena again until Royal Rumble. Right. Okay. Well, who do you, Dan? Who's your pick? If I have to pick one, I'm going to say Samoa Joe. Okay, Mike. I'm going to go with that just because I want to see that. Yeah. Okay. Um, Seth Rollins and Kane Yay. for the Dirty World Heavyweight title. <laughs> Do we really care? <laughs> like, this is the one where I want to see Kane win, shock everybody, and then Sheamus comes out, cashes, cashes in. in. Mm-hmm. Sheamus is on the pre-show, and that's pl- plenty of time yeah. to recuperate. And, hmm. That's... Because be, everybody would be shocked to see Kane win. Because yeah. everybody knows that this is just a throwaway feud. It's it's just filler. Yeah. It's it's a six-month-too-late feud is what it is. Yeah. Okay. I like that scenario. I, I just... 
it's time Kane. This is part of the reason why WWE is in a lull. Kane in, is in a WWE World Heavyweight Championship feud. When there's so many guys on the roster <clears throat> that could be doing it. But this is because of the stipulation. I think it's more possibility for Sheamus to win. You know, to come in and cash in after Kane wins. You know, Kane if he loses, he's not, you know, a part of the authority anymore. Basically, yeah. But so he will. He'll win. He gets to keep his job, but then Sheamus comes in, takes the title off of him, and you don't have Kane as the champion. That's a good scenario. Book it. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> so which brings us to the main event, right? Undertaker Brock. Yeah, it has to be the main event. As much as they've been pushing it. It's going to be the main event. Is this the end of the feud? Yeah. Uh, They're even saying it is. I mean, I really think that. Do you think we'll get another laughing moment? <laughs> that, <laughs> you just got one. That, that laugh the Undertaker gave was actually a lot creepier than it should have been. Yeah, it was. Um, but, Pretty funny, though. <laughs> you know, Undertaker, I thought this has been a good year for him in his matches. The match at WrestleMania was good. Mm-hmm. He's been around. Yeah. Um, you know, that, la- that last match he had with Brock was just fucking crazy Yeah, for yep. his old ass to yeah. be out there doing. It was. It, it surprised me. And he's he's really looking fit. Yeah. You know, he's he's really taking care of his body this year to get it more accustomed to pain, I guess. And I yeah. guess it helps when you have that young wife he has that probably wants to stay in shape and yeah. Oh, yeah. drags his ass to the gym. Oh, yeah. Well, no, he's got he's got a WWE ring at his house and a full gym, I'm sure. So yeah. There's, you know. Because I'd heard, like, for the last few years, you know, for his, when he's only there for WrestleMania, you know, he, he had his opponent come down to his house, basically, yeah. in the off days and, like, that you would know, be work so, the match out. That would know, be so damn cool. For, like, a month or two in advance. I mean, they yeah. get it to where it was and perfect. You know, it was probably, like, someone like Curtis Axel or something that would come down and help train him. So if you're yeah. Curtis Axel, it's like, Shit, I'm hanging out with The Undertaker this weekend. Yeah. What are you doing at his house wrestling? And I get to stay there and sleep yeah. with his wife. <laughs> yep. Wait, what? Huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, sorry, Taker. I didn't mean that last part. Yeah. Um, Prediction for the match. Funny story about that. Oh, that, God. Go ahead. No. No? I, 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 uh, I know too damn much. Let me put it that okay. way. <laughs> 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 George and it made. I don't want to say something's going to come up later. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, you don't like, want that heat on you. Oh. Um, <laughs> George in the chat room is giving his prediction. He says Brock wins as long as he just Bo leaves. Bo leaves. <laughs> That'd be great if somehow for some reason Bo comes out and helps Brock win. Like what the hell? You have to believe Brock. Uh, my prediction: I think Brock's going to win. I think Brock wins, but I think there's also a possibility that somebody costs him this match. Brock? Yeah, somebody calls Brock the match, and that starts building his WrestleMania match. Hmm. That's interesting. Stone Cold? No, it's not going to be Stone Cold. It's not going to be Stone Cold. I don't think it'll be Stone Cold. The Rock? Possibly, but... You know, that would be a headliner for WrestleMania. Absolutely. But it it almost wouldn't... It almost wouldn't make sense though for because I think the Rock just to come in and didn't interfere. They only, in this match. I think they've only faced each other one time, haven't they? Yeah, back when Brock Rock won the won. title for him. Yeah. yeah, and that was when I think Rock went off to shoot 
Scorpion King or something. Yeah, that's yeah, when, he went that's off after he went off for a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was the only time they've ever faced each other. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting. Like I said, the pay-per-view build-up is not – it's just been a lull. And I think wrestling goes through this every year, you know, at some part during the year. But you got to start making new superstars. Yeah. Time and with John Cena's absence, this is why another thing reason I think Dean Ambrose is going to challenge him it and win be. is, is because Dean Ambrose could fill the John Cena role mm-hmm. as far as being this top, one of the top stars of the shows. People love Dean Ambrose. Yeah. He could easily be you know top babyface. Yeah. I mean he, he if John Cena wasn't there he probably would be because Cena and Orton are yeah. both out. Yeah. Well, we are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking to Kevin Lawler of Memphis Wildfire Wrestling. Stick around. This is the Oversell Podcast. Welcome back, and joining us now is the man behind Memphis Wildfire Wrestling, Kevin Lawler. Thank you, Kevin, for coming on the show. Oh, no fun, guys. My pleasure. Kevin Lawler, and uh, you know, he, he Kevin's the son of WWE Hall of Famer Jerry Lawler. And uh, has been has basically grown up in the wrestling business, haven't you? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, just I mean, just gosh, I mean, as far back as I can remember, you know, um, you know, I've been watching it, you know, and 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 going, you know, to to the events and things like that, and um, you know, then eventually got to, you know, come of age to get you know to physically get involved and things like that. But yeah, I mean, I've been pretty much around it my entire life mm-hmm. and uh also uh like and it's it i don't know if it's a well-known fact or a little known fact to a lot of people around the world but jerry lawler is actually a very very accomplished artist you know hand draws a lot of things a lot of different things and kevin is an artist as well he's he's a very well accomplished artist and everything and so it's kind of like a I guess it's like one of those genetic traits that gets passed down. <laughs> this is like you guys—you guys, you guys uh, both have uh, artistic abilities there. Yeah, um, you know, and um, you know, just one thing about that—you um, know—that also is something I've been doing ever since I was a, I was a child, and even just had a, a couple of brief opportunities um, to do some things with it. There was a time. Um, Gosh, this was probably maybe like around, um, I don't know, 92, 93, something like that. Um, I used to just, you know, when I was a kid, I used to then just would always come up with these fictitious wrestling characters. You know, I would just create these wrestling characters and and draw them, things like that. And, uh, you know, it was also back in a time when when things were a lot more, you know, character-driven and gimmicky and, stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. so I was always creating these characters that was, you know, in that same type fashion and stuff, and, and one time I had, um, you know, like, showed them to my dad, and I think even, you know, one time Jimmy Hart was in town, showed them to him, and he was real impressed with them, and then, and then you know, they had me show them to Jerry Jarrett, and then Jerry Jarrett ended up taking all these, all these drawings I had, and, and took them up there and, and showed them to Vince McMahon, and there was like this, there was this, this small little you know time frame when there was like a discussion about me possibly you know moving to new york and and you know working um i guess maybe in and i wouldn't say like creative when you talk about creative as far as being like you know you know on the booking team and stuff like that but i think there was like this you know there was a small time when there was some you know some talk about me possibly 
moving up there and working with the WWE as far as, um, I guess, maybe like character concept, you know, creation yeah. and stuff like that. A lot of times you hear about when, you know, when they're going to bring a new character in, like, you know, when they first brought in, man, you know, Mick Foley or something, and and they would come up with just the different concepts as okay, like, well, what would this guy wear? What would he look like? And different things like that. Mm-hmm. So there was there was a small time when when there was a possibility that I was going to get to maybe go up there and and you know come up with or at least be on the team, you know, to to create characters and things like that. And it just it just never never happened. Um, never panned out. And I was always kind of weary on if it even if that conversation ever even took place. But I remember. Um, you know, back during that time when uh, you know when Memphis first had that relationship with the WWF at the time, um, you know, when they were sending all even before it was even like a developmental type thing, and before they were even really sending guys here as a farm league, you know, they were basically kind of trying to help, you know, keep the territory alive. So they were sending, you know, Shawn Michaels, The Undertaker, Bret Hart, you know, they were, you know, uh, they were sending all these big name guys to Memphis. And they, some of these guys would even sometimes go and work in Nashville or Jonesboro or, or some of the towns, and they were doing that just to help try to kind of, you know, revive the area. Yeah. And during that one time when Randy Savage was here, I went up to him and, and was talking to him and was asking him about, you know, the situation and, and you know, telling him about me doing the drawings and everything. And, and uh, you know, because I was just was trying to kind of feel it out, like, man, I wonder if this ever happened. And, and he was and he tried to tell me, oh, yeah, I was I was standing there when it happened, you know, and you know, trying to say that he was standing there when Jerry Jarrett showed Vince McMahon all these drawings, which, mm-hmm. you know, it's I, I really kind of lean more more weary about it now because you know how all the guys are. You know, yeah. Try to always act like they were, you know, they were part of it or they witnessed it or or, or, or something. So, you know, like I said, I, I don't know if it ever happened, but it was just kind of cool to think that, you know, that, that at least, you know, I had the – you know, the respect and the interest from guys like Jerry Jarrett and some of them that, that thought enough of it to even, even, even consider it or something like that. But like I said, it just never happened. But then again, later on, when, when uh, like, you know, Jimmy Hart and all those guys started up that XWF thing mm-hmm. down in Florida, I did get to actually go down there. I was actually brought down there and created, you know, outfits and designs for like Hulk Hogan and, and created like a new concept and design for the – uh, public enemy at the time because they couldn't be the you know they couldn't use the public enemy gimmick and it couldn't couldn't be that and stuff like that so you yeah. know I got to got to go down there and spend a little time and 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 actually you know put put some artwork to use um and 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 everything very cool very cool That's and a- also I actually I forgot but I was just thinking about this as I was telling the story but there also was a, a period in time when I actually you know was submitting some artwork to Steve Austin um you know to to you know, to hopefully maybe be like the next, you know, Austin 316 t-shirt, you know, make millions of dollars. But yeah. then when he told me that wow. it's just like a one-time fee, like, you know, that you, you might get like five or 10 grand, you know, just for doing the design. And then, and then they would make the millions off. I would, I kind of, you know, kind of lost interest in it. I was like, well, I don't want to like, yeah. you, know, <laughs> you know, come up with the next Austin 316 or the what t-shirt or something that you know, everybody makes millions of dollars off of, but me. So I was like, eh. yeah, you know, um, <laughs> Well, that's that's pretty cool. That's like uh, you know, getting trying to get any way you can get your foot in the door, you know, uh, and you know yeah, your, your and it, creativeness. I mean, like I, said, I mean, it was one of those things. I mean, nothing ever materialized, nothing ever came of it, but it was still cool to at least be, you know, in communications with these guys and talking to Austin and you know, sending him a, a few ideas and seeing what he thought about them, you know, things like that, and 
and, and, and stuff, you know? Yeah. And I, I've seen your drawings. Your drawings are awesome of all your uh, characters that you've created over the years and everything. So you, me and you have delved into your character book before. Uh, right in a meeting <laughs> yeah. and uh you know it, it i i saw all the characters and everything and i was just kind of like wide-eyed looking at all the characters that you've created over the years and it's pretty cool uh to see stuff like that and to see how creative you actually are and everything and you know to know that and to know that you know it factors into your what you're doing now and that is wildfire wrestling you know, you're, uh, yeah, and you know, the, I mean, the only thing, I mean, like these days, I, I mean, I almost never draw. I mean, it's so rare for me to, to, to draw anything, but like the only thing that I really even slightly use anything artistic with these days is when I am coming up with like a, a, a concept for a wrestling show. And, you know, I kind of like to have every one of them have some kind of name or a theme based on whatever the holiday that month is or something like that. And I'll usually will just kind of sketch up what I what I want the poster to look like or or something, and then I go and and, and get with the guy who actually can bring it to life on the computer, you know, and, and mm-hmm. make a realistic version of it. But I usually already have it just kind of just rough sketch, and I'll sit there and say, all right, hey, you know, put this here, put that there, let's do this, let's do that, you know. So so uh, I'm I'm still slightly, you know, um, being able to at least use my artistic ability. But like I said, I don't just sit there and really just sit and draw like, like I used to, or even like how my dad, my dad still does, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, your dad, I think I've seen your dad at quite a few Axis events, like the uh, Axis, uh, the WrestleMania Axis weekends and stuff like that, uh, the the public Yeah, they, they have him out there sometimes for that and, 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 and doing artwork and, and uh, you know, from time to time he still does quite a bit of stuff. I've, I mean, I was just, you know, talking to him a couple of weeks ago. And this is like probably like maybe the third time that I've pitched this idea to him, and he keeps he keeps forgetting about it. But I told him I said, man, I said you need to start doing a thing and call them, and call them Lawler's royalties, which is basically just like you know maybe twice a year. You know how like you know how like a couple of times a year they'll have like a new wave of what action you know some action figures or something like that. You know, and it'll be like you know, series, whatever, or wave, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just told him the same type thing, man. Like a couple of times a year, he could just do a wave of say six or eight, you know, wrestlers where he actually does the artwork and draws, you know, draws this guy or draws him in a, in, a, in some kind of action setting or something. And, and then, you know, a couple of times a year, you know, it's just a whole different wave of, of, of the guys or something. And the, Number one, it would make it a, a more of a novelty item because he's the one who actually drew them, mm-hmm. and 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 then it also would just give him a little bit more of job security to where it's like, okay, hey, you know, something that that he's doing and that, that's selling that's making money, they're gonna you know keep him around, keep having him having him doing them, but you know he keeps forgetting you know about the idea. Yeah, well, I, re- I remember taking it back way back uh, when I was a kid. <laughs> this was like uh, 30 years ago, being at the Mid South Fair, and your dad was there drawing caricatures of people, and you yeah. know you could you yeah. you could pay Jerry Lawler to draw a caricature of you, you know, and get get it autographed and everything. And I thought that was pretty cool, you know. And but you know, yeah, and realistically, I mean, nowadays with the internet, I mean, you know, he could. I mean, he could probably still do something like that if he wanted to, but heck, I mean, I, I would imagine if he if he opened up some kind of a thing where people could send him a picture and have him draw it, man, he would, you know, never be able to leave the house. He'd be stuck doing that all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah It'd be on back order there. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
But that, that, I like that idea of uh, drawing uh, the action figure series. I think I think that could, yeah, that would be really, well, really not cool. not necessarily drawing, say, like the action figures. I'm just saying, like, you know, it could just be like like a face of the guy, you know, yeah, or, yeah. Or, or that guy doing something, you know. But it would be like, you know, you just you only put out, you know, six or eight of them, you know, um, you know, one part of the year, and then a few months later, you do like another wave. You know, yeah, just yeah. like how like the action figures come out. You know, a couple times a year, you get a different wave of maybe whoever's current at the time or something like that. But, you know, you could do a legend series. You could do this. You could do. I mean, there's just so so much you could do with it. Oh yeah. You know that would um, just make it something different because pretty much right now, all their all their apparel, all their shirts, it's only whatever that guy's catchphrase is or his logo or, or just, you know, a shirt about whoever, you know, but none of them ever is just something that's, you know, really just a, like a, like an artistic picture of the guy. Sometimes they might do some kind of, you know, like a photograph picture of the guy in there, but, but nothing you know, on that level of like, you know, what my dad could do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, we started talking about wildfire, and uh, but the, the, we'll we'll uh, we'll delve into that now. Uh, wildfire wrestling got started in the Raleigh Springs Mall, I believe, and it has kind of evolved into uh, like an awesome wrestling show to go to locally here. Uh, runs about once a month or every two months, I believe. And uh, well, the the plan is to do it every month, but a lot of times, you know. And one of the biggest problems is that, you know, I mean, I could be doing them every week or every couple of weeks, like, like some of the guys around here, but the type of shows that I do, they're, they're more costly than the other style shows. Like I, I just, you know, there's just no way in the world that I would just, you know, set a ring up and just some, some building and have a lonely old ring sitting there with basketball goals hanging down around it and things like that, you know? So I'm real picky about the type of venue and everything else we do. I mean, we bring in lights and these big video screens, all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And all that is, all that's expensive. You know, if I did it just like everybody else where I just had a ring and just had to pay some guys, you know, you know, next to nothing, I could probably do it on a more regular basis. But the way I do it is so costly. And nine times out of 10, I end up losing, you know, more money than I ever, you know, make and, and, and really almost never make any. I mean, you're lucky to break even much less, you know, make any you know and i can right. only afford to do that so much you know and yeah, yeah. um so so that's why you know it's, it's hard to do it on a, on a very regular basis like i said i try to, i try to do it once a month um sometimes you know just based on on those factors or or maybe some other complications you know mm-hmm. we might not be able to do that last year we were we were running pretty heavy you know from like july all the way to the end of the year because i had a big sponsor it was pretty much covering the cost of everything, and we were doing events out at Minglewood Hall, which is an amazing facility and venue to do stuff at. You know, I yeah, mean, yeah. They have so much stuff in house that just amplifies what you're already, you know, bringing in and doing. You know, but the problem is, hey man, just just the rent on the building alone over there is like four grand, yeah, and it's it's, <laughs> it's almost impossible to even bring four grand in, you know, at the door. You know, much less just for that to only cover your rent, and then you still got everything else on top of that. So we had to move away from over there, and and we've been doing some events now out um, 
at the Woodland Hills Event Center, which is out in Cordova, like right there around Houston, Levy, and Macon. Another, um, you know, very nice facility. I mean, I love doing events out there. Mm-hmm. The only problem I have out there is that you're kind of out in the middle of nowhere, and it's hard to really get the word out and let people even know that you are doing these events out there. Um, you know, that's that's my biggest obstacle out there. I do, I do like the facility, though. It's a nice facility. I mean, people really don't have, have an excuse. The, have you been to the ones out there at Woodland Hills? Woodland Hills? Woodland Hills? Woodland Hills? That you guys Okay, I can't remember if you... Um, if you had been out there for one of those shows or not? Yeah, I, I've been out there because um, I'm, you know, I work for uh, Eddie Cavell, disc jockeys, etc. Yeah, yeah, I and know that. So, and I, and I, I just, I, I, I forgot that. Yeah, now that I yeah. think about it, I do remember. Seeing and so I've there. had to, yeah. I've had to come and break down all those video screens and sound systems and everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you know, I'm part of that expense. <laughs> <laughs> but right. no, no, it's it's it is something. It's really really cool to see because um, like there's not another show in the area like Wildfire because you've got video screens, you've got lights, you've got you know sound systems the the best sound system you can possibly have. I mean, you've got you know just production quality on top yeah, of production and, 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 quality, you know. The, you know? the neat thing about Woodland Hills is that, first of all, we already bring in, like, two big giant screens and lights and stuff. But mm-hmm. then Woodland Hills has three additional screens in-house that lower down out of the ceiling. Yeah. And then, you know, Eddie's gone in there, and he's, you know, put lights all around the, the room. You know, so you can just totally manipulate that venue. You know, you can turn the room any color you want to and have it changing colors and and you know, like I said, have all these additional video screens hanging down and everything. So I mean, it's just—it's a really neat place to do it. I just—I just wish, you know, more people would become aware of it and and they could start to kind of pick up out there. Now, do you have uh, do you have any plans to? I know you usually promote on local TV. Do you have any plans to promote this one on local TV? Or are you going to be on like Fox 13 or anything like that promoting this one? Um, not right now. Okay. Um, you know, I don't. I don't have anything set up. You know, for those guys. Um, um, or I mean, I I, I can't even remember who you usually get with. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, a lot of times, I mean, we'll we'll do things with uh, like Fox Thirteen on their Good Morning Memphis show, or we'll do the ABC Twenty Four's Local Memphis Live, and even sometimes Channel Three is live at nine. Mm-hmm. But um, but the problem with like say the the Fox Good Morning Memphis. They actually just recently kind of got bought out or some new management took over or something like that, and, and they've kind of taken a lot of that local, you know, promotion out of there. They want it just to be strictly news, you know, which I think is kind of crazy because it's already news early in the morning all, all the way until that 9 o'clock show comes on, and then, then they want that to be straight news again, you know, which I always thought it was kind of a fresh thing to where that was a little bit of news but then they also just kind of let you know what was going on around town it was fun yeah but they kind of cut that out um and um and even the same way with channel three they've kind of ever since they left um when they used to do these shows at peabody place it was a lot more you know kind of local themed and now that they've had to move back to the studio it's a little bit more news based and, and and very little of the local flavor kind of mixed in there so um you know, and, and unless I'm gonna, you know, be able to get my dad or or somebody to to go on and and and, and everything, they just kind of consider it really more of you're just trying to come on there for free advertising and promote something. And, yeah, yeah. And um, so it's you know, so y'all have to kind of camouflage it in a way and say, hey, um, 
<laughs> you know, then I get my dad to come on the show and yeah. something. And <laughs> well, now you but have this the, one. I was trying to get him to. I actually was trying to get get him to let me come on there and bring, you know, some of these Hooter girls and some of these girls from Fox and the Hound because part of this this event that we have coming up next week, this is all you know Halloween themed. You know, one of the attractions is a sexy costume contest between the Hooter girls and girls from Fox and the Hound. Hey, and you know, so I thought I thought they would jump all of the fact of having having some Hooter girls. Yeah, you know, we were on TV and skimpy outfits and everything. We were trying to convince Mike to come, and he finally said yes. And I don't think we need to say anything else to convince Mike. <laughs> I've to already come looked now. at the card and saw so. that. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, y'all, now you have the avenue of a podcast to at least help you promote these shows now. And it's free of charge. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. <laughs> well, tell us... Uh, yeah, definitely, man. Um, tell us about what this card coming up next week. I think it's called Bump in the Night. It's called Bumps in the Night. It's uh, our our annual Halloween spectacular. Um, you know, anybody who's familiar with with wrestling, you know, it's like, you know, the bumps in the night, you know, it's kind of got that, you know, that little kind of double entendre there, you know, because uh, it's Halloween, you know, uh, it's, 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 it's a common theme in, in Halloween and it's, it's a common theme in wrestling also, um, you know, uh, uh, bumps and things like that. So um, kind of kind of an appropriate name, I, I would think. Yeah. Well, who you got on the card? We've got... Um, you know, Derek King, Dustin Starr, Action Jackson, uh, Johnny Dodson. We have the American Gladiator. We have uh, Josh Crow. We have the Dazzler. We have Red Red Rum, um, Chris Lex. Um, oh my God! I, you just made my night. Pretty, <laughs> <laughs> and I gotta tell yeah, you, I gotta tell. He's Chris Lex fan. I'm a big Chris Lex guy. <laughs> But uh, I got to tell you, Josh Crow. Out of all those names that I just named, Chris Lex is the one that got the pop out of the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm a Chris Lex guy. I can't explain. I love the guy. He, uh, I go to a lot of um, MEW shows, and he is I'm over. I'm sorry. I'm not familiar with that. What, 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 <laughs> nice. Um, well, I got to tell you, we, we, we I went out to uh, the uh, – God, the Roundhouse Revival Round 2. Great show. Uh, and that y'all put on some wrestling out there, and I saw Josh Crow versus Dazzler, and that that entire match took my breath away. I had, I yeah, blinked. and you know what? And and they, they, they wouldn't, you know, they barely get any time. So yeah. I had, that had to be, like, like just rushed, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so those two guys will actually wrestle each other next Thursday night, and they'll actually have a lot more time to really kind of put, you know, uh, Put their stuff together, you know. Yeah, put a good show on. So, that, but yeah, but they put a good show on with what the time they oh did man, have. That, that was that was an awesome match. I I like blinked for a second, and even when I blinked, everybody was going ooh. That well, that <laughs> whole that whole show at Roundhouse Revival was great. Yeah, it was. Every single match was great. I enjoyed it. I was really entertained. By really, it. I'm you know I'm surprised because like I said, I mean it was it was a lot of the matches for the most part were just you know kind of thrown together and we didn't get a whole lot of time. But I you know I'm I'm, I'm you know, glad to hear that that you know that they were received well and everybody was happy with them. But I just, you know, like I said, it was one of those situations where we didn't get to really, you know, have, have you know, I didn't get to have all the guys on the time that, that I wanted to have on the on the thing. Yeah, well, that's a uh, part of messing in, meshing in with uh, all of the music acts and everything else, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, 
But uh, we we are looking forward to the show, and uh, we definitely uh, want to come and see it and everything. And uh, we might even come and bring our equipment and get some interviews with the guys and stuff, and uh, see uh, see what they have to say about being there and everything too. And uh, we, we're we're stoked, man. We're ready to go. So uh, definitely want to get good, get you to see. And uh, oh, Derek's got something. And what, um, folks, if they wanted to find you on any social media, I think y'all have a Twitter page for MEW. Or yeah. I mean, not M E W. Not M E W. But you're you're more than welcome to tweet positive things about us to M E W. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> well, does Wildfire have but, any social media accounts? Yeah, and then then the only thing that we really have for the most part is is we have uh, a Wildfire Wrestling Facebook page. You know, that's the best way to kind of. You know, keep up to date and, and uh, you know, with with all the, the, you know, stuff with it. And, and then, you know, we'll, we'll create, you know, like right now we have a, a Bumps in the Night page, you know, for this event coming up. You know, we'll, we'll you know, give constant updates on, you know, the matches and who's going to be there and and, uh, and and things like that. Awesome. Awesome. But, well, yeah, that that's probably the best way to do it is just to, um, uh, like you said, you know, just just check us out on Facebook under Wildfire Wrestling, um, and I think it's, it's like like three words like Wildfire Wrestling. Okay. All right, cool All right. deal. Well, uh, Kevin, we're gonna let you go. Uh, we we definitely want to have you back on in the future. Uh, it's been awesome having you. We we enjoyed the you, stories and everything. Was, I bet you wanted to know what was the actual origin and of and the reason behind calling it Wildfire Wrestling. Yes, yeah. I would love to know that. <laughs> The whole there's really kind of two parts to it. Um, number one was, you know, when I was putting it together, I was thinking, okay, well, hey, you know, I want to have something where, uh, you know, if we was to ever do a show or, or something, I wanted to be able to have have something that could be used consistently for, you know, for graphics or whatever. And I thought fire would be really cool, you know, that that would be, you know, something that you do for your lower thirds or bumpers or whatever. And then, but, and the way I linked it in together is that, you know, Memphis was always known as the hot bed of professional wrestling, you yeah. know, so yes. that's really kind of yes. like, you know, where it came from is the fact that it was the hot bed of professional wrestling and it's still just as hot now as it ever was, you know, so the fire, you know, was what, um, you know, has, you know, kind of how I explained or, or had a reasoning behind, you know, calling it wildfire wrestling. That's awesome. That's, that's, Good a reason as any, because <laughs> Memphis, like you said, Memphis, Memphis is steeped in history, you know, and it's steeped in pro wrestling history, um, as well as all types of other history, you know. And it was a proving ground for The Rock, for Hulk Hogan, Angle. for your dad, for Kurt Angle, Angle, for just anybody and everybody who is somebody in professional wrestling these days came through Memphis, you know, and it's. Just the history, you know, and it it would be so awesome if the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame, not even the WWE Hall of Fame, but the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame was in the Mid-South Coliseum. Well, I mean, I mean, maybe. I mean, my feelings on that is that if you was to take the Mid-South Coliseum and make it a professional wrestling Hall of Fame, you wouldn't even be able to pay your utility bill. I mean, not enough people would, would go there to support it and keep it alive. Um I mean, you know, my thoughts is that the Coliseum needs to be, you know, refurbished, opened back up as a venue like it used to be where you could have wrestling events, you could have, 
you know, concerts and, you know, just other other activities in there. But they have, you know, their outer console is, is, is wide enough that you could make, you could utilize the Coliseum as a, like a Memphis or a Coliseum, you know, type, you know, you know, Hall of Fame or museum or something to where, you know, you, as you walk through it, you know, you could see just a lot of things of stuff that, that pretty much has happened there and, and, and stuff like that. But just wrestling by itself. It, yeah, it wouldn't survive. I would, I would tend um, to agree with you there. Actually, you know, I, I, I do see it as a pro wrestling hall of fame venue, but I also see it as other uses as well. Because you, you would have to the pro wrestling hall of fame thing would be really cool new, but the new always wears off of something. You know, you got to keep, right. you got to keep like the said, lights it just, going. It just needs to be like an addition that you that you could, you know, go there and and like I said, see. Um, you know, see some artifacts and get some history and get some information about, you know, you know, wrestling related stuff. But like I said, I mean, you know, I mean, Willie Harrington told my dad one time that he was selling the Coliseum for $1, but it would cost $60,000 a year to, you know, to maintain. And, and, and a wrestling hall of fame wouldn't, wouldn't be able to sustain $60,000. No. I mean, $60,000 a month. It wouldn't be able to sustain $60,000 a month. Um, you know, in revenue to, to, like I said, keep the lights on. Um, right, right. So it would it would have to be functioning for 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 other activities. Yeah, yeah. I I would agree with you on that one. I would agree with you on that one. It, it, there's other things that can go in there with the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame, and there's also you know they can open up the venue and have events there as well. So and keep them lights going. <laughs> yeah, because so. I mean, really, the biggest problem that they have right now they're 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 they're, they're no complete no compete calls with uh, the FedEx forum is that, you know, you can't have a venue that seats more than 5,000 seats. And right now I think Kyle seats like maybe 8,000 or more, you know, so they would have to go in there and maybe, you know, scale it down or make it to where, uh, you know, you just couldn't sell more than 5,000 tickets to any particular event so that it doesn't compete with, with the FedEx forum. And, um, you know, and then you could still utilize it for other things. Yeah, well, that, that I I don't think that would take much work at all to scale it down and take three thousand seats out of it. <laughs> there might already be three thousand seats out of it already. <laughs> right. I mean, real and realistically, I I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want them to go in there and 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 you know bang it up or anything like that. I mean, I would think it'd be great to leave it the way it is, and then hopefully it's somewhere down the road. Because you know, I feel like right now. I mean, probably when they made that deal and that agreement with the FedEx Forum, you know, they was kind of weary of stuff. Now FedEx Forum has been around long enough. It's established. It's it's the place to be. They don't have to worry about anything else competing with them. You know, even even if it did seat more than five thousand seats. Um, so I would think after after a certain amount of time goes by, that you know maybe that could could change and and they could say, okay, hey, we'll we'll allow the you know, if it seats, you know, eight or 10,000 or whatever, because you're just not going to compete with the FedEx form, no. you know, on any level, certain things are only going to go to the FedEx form, um, you know, but it would just be nice to have a venue in town, you know, instead of people having to go all the way to the Lander centers or to the casinos or something like that, that could be, you know, in Memphis, um, you know, that would accommodate that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll agree with you there. Well, I think we need to wrap up here, and uh, we're we're going to let you go, Kev. And uh, you know, 
thank you so much for your time and being on with us and everything and uh, telling us stories and everything. And it's been awesome. We really appreciate it. And before you go, throw a plug one more time on the show next week. The show next week is uh, Bumps in the Night. It's the uh, Wildfire Wrestling Halloween Spooktacular will take place at 7 p.m. at the Willard Hills Event Center that's right out there in Cordova, right there at uh, Houston Levy in Macon. Uh, got a lot of uh, great matches on the card. And then, like I said, we're going to have the sexy costume contest between the Hooter Girls and girls from Fox and the Hound. So that one you, you definitely don't want to admit. I can't wait. <laughs> what time do the doors open? The doors will actually open at 6 p.m. Uh, the show will start at start at 7. Um, and another interesting match that we're going to have down there is what's known as a trick-or-treat match. Uh, this Mexican wrestling sensation, Antonio Garza, will be going uh, you know, in there with R&D and what's known as a trick-or-treat match. And basically what that is is you know how a lot of times you have these matches where they'll you know, put something on top of a pole. Well, yeah. this particular match, you have two poles, one at one corner of the ring, one at the other corner. And at the top of the pole is a, is a trick-or-treat bag. And inside one of the bags is a trick. Inside one of the bags is, is a treat. And, you know, the guys don't know which bag contains which item. Um, you know, the trick could be something like a stuffed animal or a pillow or something that would be useless, that, that would give you no advantage whatsoever. And then, and then the treat could be, uh, you know, a pair of brass knuckles or a big, thick chain or, or, or some kind of a weapon, yeah, you know, yeah, that you yeah. could use. Uh, you know, to, to your advantage. You know, so so it's always interesting and fun to see the guys having to try to you know decide which pole to climb up and get up there and 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 see who you know who gets the trick and who gets the treat. I love it. I love the idea. That yeah, sounds great. We're gonna come see you next Thursday. All right. Hope to see you guys there. And uh, man, if you can uh, you know get any of these guys from Australia or Germany or one of these other places, yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> y'all all hop on a plane in, and come I mean, over. They got enough time to where they might get a, get a get a get a cheap ticket and uh, and, and and come in. Yeah, love them. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. Kevin. No problem, guys. Have a good one. Welcome back. That was our interview with Kevin Lawler of Memphis Wildfire Wrestling. Memphis Wildfire. Not MEW. MEW. Nope. Not MEW. Actually has a show tomorrow night. Yeah. October 23rd. Not. It, it's, that's not Wildfire. That's not Wildfire. <laughs> <laughs> Got it right this time. Um, but October 23rd, 8 o'clock at 4050 North Watkins is MEW Presents Blackout. Angelina Love just recently announced. Angelina is, Love is going to be yeah. there. Going to take be come out there, there, get autograph with her, take it from her, take pictures with her. Davy Richards, former TNA star, is going to be on the show, mm-hmm. and he's going to be in a triple threat match with Del Tucker and Chris Lex. Wow, my guy, Chris Lex. Yeah. I didn't know Davy Richards was going to be there. Yeah, wow, I'll be there. Um, I mean, it I, makes sense that he's there with yeah with Angelina, but and I'm going to take my nephew. It's going to be his first wrestling show. I hope he's really excited. I'm really excited to take him because like. You know, my dad, I didn't realize how much fun I had when my dad sat me down and started wa- making me watch Channel 5 Wrestling. Yeah. I mean, it, didn't, it, it ends up becoming a major part of my life. I mean, hell, I'm doing a podcast once a week. Yeah. I mean. It's weird, like, all the start, you know, when you, you look back to when you started watching wrestling. Because when I started watching wrestling, my, gra- my grandmother did not want me, want me watching wrestling. <laughs> it was actually my grandfather's thing. Yeah. He was watching Channel 5 Wrestling every Saturday morning. And all I knew was Smurfs, Smurfs went off, wrestling came on, and I got in the bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I knew. Yeah. That's <laughs> every Saturday morning. Man. So. Um, 
you know, my grandfather used to have a bunch of old match cards with like Billy Wicks versus Sputnik Monroe. I wish he had one of those because I'd love to have those just sitting on my oh, wall. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Awesome. Um, man, rest in peace, granddaddy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, guys, I really don't have anything else to talk well, about. Well, I wanted to, I meant to grab some cards on my way out the door. We talked about Roundhouse Revival round two mm-hmm. um, with uh, <clears throat> with Kevin. And uh, I wanted to jump back on that a bit because there was a lot of th- there was a lot of stuff going on at Roundhouse Revival too. It wasn't just the wrestling. There was a lot of music. There was a lot of local food trucks. Yep, yep. And there was a lot of local projects and works too. Yep. Um, I think one of the projects was a Johnny Cash statue. Hmm. Uh, kind of like the Elvis Presley statue we have over off of Beale. Mm-hmm. Um, they're working on getting a Johnny Cash statue now. Oh, cool. So I thought that was kind of cool. That's awesome. And, uh, roller Derby was out there. Roller Derby was out there. They were giving have demos you, and everything. Have you ever seen a Roller Derby show? I have not been oh, to a local one yet, I have been to one. I would one. love to go. I've been to one, and my buddy Alan was like, all right, we're sitting in the suicide seats. I'm like, what are the suicide seats? Yeah. Oh, you're going to be right next to the rink so if the girls fall, they have a person to fall on instead of hard floor. Like, <laughs> There's this one chick. She looked like a mean mamma jamma. Woo. And whenever she would come around the rink, I just I looked at nobody but her. Yeah. And I just watch her go by every time and start putting my arms out. Like, And one time she came and she kind of stumbled a little bit. I'm like, oh, shit, no. Yeah. <laughs> She kept on going like, "Wow!" Did you throw Alan in the way? I, 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 I should. I, luckily, no one ever fell. Okay, okay. Um, that was been funny. Oh, but man, those chicks look. Those are they're, they're mean I would, chicks. I would love to go to a show. It's, uh, it's my, it's, my it's, sister actually, and you know my sister. You guys know yeah, my sister. Yeah, yeah. My sister actually toyed with the idea of getting into it. <laughs> I can see that knowing her. A, yeah. girl, a girl yeah. I went to high school with. Um, her name is Gwen Reaper. Oh, nice. She uh, she's um, on one of the teams. Usually, I think I like I f- that. That could be a wrestling name. Oh, oh yeah. Shit. That's, like, <laughs> oh, they all have that names. Scary. There, there was um, <laughs> they have all sorts of crazy names, um, and uh, yeah, real, just real yeah. Mark, the, Kevin James was out there. Yeah, um, freaking uh, Josh McLean. He was hosting the whole thing. I love Josh. Yep. Um, you know posted the show for us and everything um i mean just all the bands and everything even the rap groups that came on everything they had they had kids stuff out there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you know the, they had the pro wrestling hall of fame people which right. you, we, uh, t- hey, we touched on that hey. earlier with uh yeah you got your shirt on yeah <laughs> everybody <laughs> can t- see that at we t- t- <laughs> <laughs> i said I actually tweeted it out that i was wearing the shirt oh, okay. yeah all right at but, wrestling hall of fame on twitter yeah pro wrestling or was it what is it is it WrestlingHalloFame.com or WrestlingHof.com? Uh, sure, don't, don't Let me, quote me on that. I'll get one. it right here. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame, uh, they had a booth out there. Uh, Mark James, who is a local, excuse me, he's a local uh, wrestling historian, um, and he puts together uh, statistic books um, and has like pictures of programs inside these books and stuff from like the 70s and the 80s and the 60s and the 50s. Oh, I mean, wow. he's got he he has got he has made some awesome books and y'all can look him up on uh I think y'all can look him up on Facebook. He might be on Twitter too, but I'm not sure, but Mark Mark James uh, he's he's one of the local wrestling historians here and he just does an awesome job putting statistic books together back from, you know, with all kinds of programs and everything in it. He takes all the he takes all the programs from all the shows that they used to make over the years, and he basically puts them in a book in in calendar order. Right. You know, so it's pretty awesome. We we me and Derek spent 
uh, quite a few minutes looking through some books on uh, on his booth and everything. And uh, it was, it was, uh, oh, did you get one? I got one. You got one? Okay, got one. let me look at that one. Yeah, let's, well, yeah. Go, 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 let me go to today's, uh, what we have for close to today at least. Oh, okay. This uh, date in Memphis wrestling history? Sure. Today is October the 22nd. I'm just going to go to the first one I see. October 22nd, 1979. Uh, return Southern heavyweight title match. Jimmy Hart will be in a cage at ringside. Jerry Lawler versus Bill Dundee. I was one. <laughs> that, I wasn't even born yet. <laughs> that match probably uh, could have happened last week, too. Yeah, it could have. Oh, still do <laughs> that. Oh, man. <laughs> listen, to th- listen to this. Sonny King and Rick Morton versus Terry Gordy and Michael Hayes, the freaking Freebirds. Freebirds. And in the Mid-South. You, if you're looking to get trained professionally, too, uh, Ricky Morton does have a school open now. Nice. School of Morton. And I want to say it's in, I could be wrong about this, it could be in North Car- It's in North Carolina, I believe. But you can look them up on Facebook. School of Morton is uh, their professional wrestling school. Um, this You'll really appreciate this next match I'm about to. Sonny King, uh, no, I'm sorry, I just did that one. Hector Guerrero and Steve Regal, which that can't be. William Regal, right? There's no way he's wrestling. It could be. Oh wow. But anyway, how old is he? he? There's no way he's he was wrestling at 79. Anyway, this is what I, it will interest you about this. They were taking on Buddy and Ken Wayne. Ah, <laughs> ah nice. Now isn't that cool? Yeah. And Playboy Frazier versus Jerry Bryan. That was this date, 1979. Pretty cool. This book is amazing, and I'm gonna try to read read through a couple. Okay, matches when was it, when was that? That was in October 22nd, 1979. Okay, 1979. Right. Uh, Regal was born in '68, so that probably is not the same <laughs> Steve Regal. Probably not him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that website for the Wrestling Hall of Fame is prowrestlinghof.com. Get out there and check it out. Get the pro wrestling here in. Memphis. Um, about that card, it says Lawler retains title. Jerry Lawler defeated Bill Dundee to retain a Southern heavyweight title in the main event before 4,000 last night at Mid-South Coliseum. In other bouts, Plowboy Frazier beat Jerry Bryant. Hector Guerrero and Steve Regal beat Buddy and Ken Wayne. Sorry. <laughs> Rick Morton and Sonny King beat, beat the Freebirds, Michael Harry Hayes and Terry Gordy. And about for the Southern tag titles between champions Wayne Ferris and Larry Latham. And Steve, you know who Wayne Ferris is, don't you? I don't remind me. That's the honky tonk man. Oh wow! Oh well, it, it, he was. They were against Steve Kyle and Coco Ware. Was declared a no contest. Yeah. Now that ha, turn turn to the last page in that and tell me how many pages are in that book. And this is just one book out of Mark James's collection. Mark, he had a full table of books. Three hundred and twenty-five. That's three hundred and twenty. That's one page. Out of 325 in just that book. Hey, and guess what else? He signed it. And he signed it for you. <laughs> yep. And Mark's a great guy. He's an awesome he, guy. It seemed very cool when I was talking yeah, to him. He was, so. He's a real cool guy. I'm, I'm going to have a lot of fun. We're going to read from that book yeah, more often. We need you show. more often. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, I, love, I love hearing what happened in, on this day in history and, and pro wrestling especially. So Well, that's all we got for this week. Um, we always like to end it like this. We like to do Superstar of the Week. So, guys, I ask you, who is your? Superstar of the week. (laughs) 
I'm still spinning. <laughs> Somebody go. <laughs> Mike. I'm going James Storm. I'm just okay. glad James he's Storm. In I'm going James Storm too. That that was a huge jump for him and he's he's made it. And he's already been in what, eighteen years? Fifteen. I think is what they're saying. Yeah, they acknowledged yeah. fifteen years okay. on, on NXT. Okay. On the programming. They didn't acknowledge he'd been in TNA. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> they, they, TNA does not exist. <laughs> These are not mm. the droids you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm going to say Cesaro because the guy needs something. <laughs> if we mention him, he'll, he'll get hey, more TV right, time. And, uh, I saw a picture. This is not wrestling related, but I wanted to tell it anyway. Um, I saw a picture someone sent to me. and It's for this new Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And it says, the last scene, Kylo Ren takes off his mask. Fish ears comes out and you hear music on adventure. How pissed off would the Star Wars nerds, including me, be if that happened? Oh my god! Music on adventure. You probably just pissed a bunch of people off doing that. Just now. oh yeah. <laughs> All right, well, that's going to be it for us this week. Be sure you're following us on Twitter. We are at Oversell Podcast. I'm at Shropenuts, S-C-H-R-O-E-P-N-U-T-S. I am at One Dangerous Dan, and at. I'm on Facebook at Dangerous Dan Matthews. Also, be sure you – oh, go ahead and tell your Twitter before I go ahead. I don't ever use it, but, yeah, at WolfMike23. And we also have the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Oversell Podcast. Head over to OversellPodcast.com and do some shopping on those Amazon links. Folks, thank you for listening. Just a reminder, this has been the Oversell Podcast.